In this episode, we interview Lynn Hardy, and we do a game review of A Kid in the Shuffle. Roll the dice. Hey, nerds! It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop game podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. Analog gaming. Tabletop news. Dungeons and Dragons. Stupid, mindless, bad. There will definitely be some bet. That's probably our best. A lot that, of that's, stupid that's, our, that's our best feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This part of the episode is brought to you by Games Plus. From board games to role-playing games to miniatures, we have something for the whole family. Come to Games Plus in Lake Stevens, Washington. Now, back to our show. Hey, geeks. Blue Samurai here. It's episode 45. 45. That's yes. awesome. What is that in Roman numerals? Um, um, X, 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 V. Five? I, okay. I don't know. I think there's an I somewhere. V-L- but, V-L- okay. but we are your podcast and tabletop games and game we do game reviews. We interview tabletop game designers and blah de blah de blah de blah de blah de Tabletops. But we have a great episode for you today. You didn't introduce us, man. But oh. What? Well, I didn't even did I say even me? I don't even You think said I your said, name. I did? Yeah. Oh, you gotta introduce yourself. Go ahead. I'm Rebeculous. I'm still Paul. Yeah. And I want to start a new thing, especially when we're at around the table with them in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, this other podcast, they uh, play Pathfinder as a wheel or woe. Okay. What they do is they go around the table and say what they're drinking. Hmm. I, think that, I think that sounds like fun. Well, that's not very fair because I don't have anything. Well, right that's now. a personal so... choice. <laughs> so, Rebe- <laughs> Rebeculous, what are you drinking today I'm at around the table? I'm drinking this lovely porter of 5.5% octane. Capella. A uh, Capella. It's Capella. Uh, cap- it's capella. But when I it's ordered capella. it, I said, may I please have a uh, Capella Porter? Oh, and then I was like, yes. Yeah, so funny. But uh, yeah, I actually did not catch the brewery, but it's Capella Porter and it's gosh darn tasty. Mm. I am drinking a hooligan stout by, God, I can't remember because who makes it. Because you are it. a hooligan. I am a total hooligan. It's mm-hmm. made by hooligans. Uh, yes. Stout ones. Yes. It's a local beer. God, why don't I remember who makes it? By Old Schoolhouse Brewery. It's a five out of five on Untapped. And I'm drinking um, imaginary beer. <laughs> Maybe later for you. Delicious. Take it easy. Yes. Take it easy. And this has been What You're Drinking a Minute. All right. <laughs> I like it. I like this. this Paul, who do, we, who do we have to interview today? I, uh, uh, our good friend, Lynn Hardy. She is one of my favorite people on the planet. Yes. And she, wow. That's quite a And kindness. what's great about her is she lets us interview her. Yes, she does. And she flies all the way from England and her mm-hmm. to spend time with us at Orcacon. Yes. Oh, I fancy her accent. Oh, oh, goodness. oh boy, wow. you yeah. just we insulted just lost her. All of Europe. Yep. <laughs> Rebeculous is a that's, is a racist. That's, <laughs> that's like a compliment. I'm trying to emulate them. Mm-hmm. That's well, Fine. you know what, Lynn? You're never gonna Brexit. Us. That's right. Because we love you. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm, like that? <laughs> that's right. Apparently, they still can't Brexit either. So, what else do we have going on today? I think we have a game, a game review. review. Oh, yes. Games review. It's uh. called Enchilada Shuffle. Is that correct? I think it's some. Um... It's, it's not about Mexican food. It's actually Echidna Shuffle. Echidna How would shuffle. you know that? Because I know what an Echidna is because I have gone to school. <laughs> So kids, stay is, in school. It is the only living mammal that lays eggs, FYI. But that's not what the game's about. What's it about? I thought a platypus. Doesn't a platypus have a, Oh, oh, oh. I just, I just I'm freaking sorry, read I it did. on Wikipedia. I'm sorry, did I just... living mammal. Wikipedia never lies. <laughs> no, stay in not. school, kids. Stay in school. That's right. <laughs> so what do we got for well, con news, though? Con- I gotta, oh, I gotta, yes. I gotta we're, rebut we're you now. Jumping right talk into amongst it. yourselves. Okay. For con news, we got coming up... Terminal City Tabletop Convention, or TCTC. Wait, dude, no, he's right. What? See, platypus. They're really? the only two living mammals. Oh, okay. Oh, You're right. Good thank one. Goodness. Thank Good you. One. Wow. Thank you. I'm so impressed. The more you know. Okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's okay. Can you put a rainbow when I said that? The more you know, well, rainbow? I'll see if I can find a rainbow. I'm getting, okay. got new editing software. <laughs> Good. So uh, maybe things will sound better. That's good. <laughs> um, we'll see. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Terminal City Tabletop Convention um, is Vancouver's, which British Columbia, biggest tabletop board game convention. It's March 30th through 31st. It's the sixth annual. Is that like Vancouver, Washington? No, Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver, Canada. Okay, all right. Well, I'm just checking. Um, 
you got a huge board game library. they got a Catan tournament. So check it out. That is um, TerminalCityTabletop.com. All right. Talking too fast. You're right. I am slower. talking too fast. I'm going to talk, speak more slowly. We also have coming up. And talk towards the mic. What's up coming up? WenCon. Well, uh, when is that? When is that? <laughs> that. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> disappeared Sorry. on me. WenCon. Oh, my goodness. Why is this gone was now? What's that? WenCon. What's WenCon? WenCon. Uh, is uh, it, is it in Wenatchee? Help me out. I don't know. Oh. It's in Wenatchee. Ah, uh, I get it. I get it. General I get info. It. That's funny. Okay. I should call it like Wenatchee. Hey, WenCon, make sure you put the date of your con on the main page it of, just keeps of scrolling your website, through. right? Oh, Saturday, April 13th, 2019, cool. from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. All right. 9 a.m. for VIP entry. Ooh. So that's going to be at when-con.com. All right. That sounds super cool. And Paul and Rebeculus will be there. We will be there, just like we went to Nerd Fair. Oh, yeah. Nerd Loser. Fair was great. <laughs> we missed Nerd Fair, I'm sorry. Um, I did get a, a briefing from my friend Sebastian. Remember Sebastian? Not Really? Okay. Can well, you describe him? Um, he's tall, skinny. He's a uh, courtesy clerk where, where we used to work. Oh yes. He's got oh weird, yes. Uh, he's got I do remember Sebastian. Like a captain's hey, beard. Hey Sebastian. I didn't talk. We call him Sebas. Oh well, that makes sense. All right. Well, he enjoyed. So what it. was his? He did. He enjoyed it a lot. He bought some comic books. Cool. Cool. That is cool. Yeah. Sorry, can't review that. That's my fault. That's my fault. It's it's okay. No. But there's another con. Looks like that's coming up. You could be going to maybe. Uh, um. Maybe uh, Rebecca's going to this convention. Oh yes, oh Nor yes. NorwestCon42. Oh, they yes. did invite us. We should send they an did. email I kinda to them. They did. I kind of want to. We should send an email to them. Yes. We should. Why don't you do that, yeah. Rebecca? Rebecca. Yes. All right, I'll ask. Okay. My Might wife be able to get a press that. pass. Okay. Yes, they Ooh. did offer. Ooh, do you okay. get to wear like a hat that says press? You sure? You, you certainly can. Could you could do whatever you want. You'd have to get um, mm-hmm. interviews and stuff too. Yeah. Oh. And NorwestCon's a science fiction literature convention. My and then have a special librarian the, uh, there, right? Oh, Nancy Pearl! Nancy Pearl. Oh. And um, also, I think this is at the same dates. It's April, NorwestCon is April 18th through 21st. Oh, okay. SeguraCon is April 19th through 21st. Uh-oh. At the Washington State Convention Center. Which one are you going to go oh. to? Right? It's well, I want to see Nancy Pearl. How, I mean, how many famous librarians are there? Okay, good. So how many? That, no. Uh, like one. I don't know, but like there's. That's it. Did you know there's two mammals that lay eggs though? Uh, and now I do. And there may be, <laughs> and they, they may be represented in the mascot contest at SakuraCon. Oh. I heard heard, heard people always draw dresses a echidna. <laughs> or an enchilada. Or an enchilada. That's, that's right. <laughs> Are you gonna go to a uh, SakuraCon I, and Blue Samurai? Un- unfortunately, I sorry, will be. Sorry, was that racist? I'm uh, sorry. Wait, no. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um. Uh, no, I will not be there. Unfortunately, I have to work. Yeah, I gotta work. So are we stuff. like your little but foot soldiers have that well. have to go well, around. When I'm and, done, know. I can do. But you can do interviews, right? You do you know how to do that? Jeez, with by your myself? Phone? Yeah, no, yeah. no I'm scared. No, I'm scared. Good no app. one would even listen to that. No, bring, yes, they would. No. Yeah, they would. No. Get an app for your phone. Or bring I, Doug with you. Bring Doug. Doug would be good. Yeah, Does see he if he'll do go. That? Good Doug. They don't know who not, Doug not, is. Not, not evil Doug. Not evil Doug. Good Doug. <laughs> I don't know who evil Doug. Well, good, good Doug, Doug is doing a tabletop good, games good, review. Good Doug just refused for us. Yes. Evil, evil Doug plays D and D with us sometimes. Yes. Oh, oh, this oh, gotcha. <laughs> right, right. I've caught right. up. Uh, what other games do we got? Go or con. Cons, Con, that is it? Yeah, four cons. I think that's good. Okay. Any well, pros? and don't forget, you can. <laughs> I think. Can you sign up for OrcaCon? You can. Or Dragonfly? Uh, the, the tour? I it, think um, you can. I don't know. It's um, er, um, Dragonfly, I'm pretty sure. Um, OrcaCon, certainly. Okay. Um, er, is early bird pricing right now? I don't know what that price is because um, I'm a terrible board member. Do you know what the price is? I don't know. <laughs> wow. But Push. if you check out OrcaCon.org. <laughs> You can find out, That's right? And you could book your rooms. Can you book your rooms now? I don't know. I don't know. Who if knows? Only we had access to devices that could tell us the answers. That's answer true. These That's true. <laughs> well, I'm busy because I've got to and record I'm, the vel- I'm, I'm, I'm levels sure I'm and stuff. Well, I have, I have chihuahuas to feed and walk. Okay. I can't do it. Okay. Well, with that, why don't we just go into? Uh, do we got Kickstarter news or tabletop game news? What what kind of I, news do you got? I have. Uh, is this my 20-minute segment? Yes. That I guess? Well, awesome. Hopefully All right. not just, 20 minutes, mm. but yeah. Um, no, I don't I don't have too much. Let's do Kickstarter first, actually, mm-hmm. um, because Paul, uh, 
Paul. I don't know. Because Paul. Um, or because Tifa Robles. Tifa Robles. So I've an update on Tifa Robles' yes. Kickstarter. Thank you, Paul. That's really what I needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Explorers of Azulicent. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love Azulicent. I love it's two L's, by the way. Um, no, she's uh, there's 13 days left to go. Um, okay. Not quite two weeks. Today is the 15th. And of she's about halfway there All right. um, to her goal. So come on, people, because come on. because uh, I mean you can even pledge a dollar. And, and you get her eternal gratefulness mm-hmm. if you pledge a dollar mm-hmm. and an honorable mention in the back of the book. But um, you can pledge any amount, $10 or more. Uh, you can get the ebook in the format mm-hmm. of your choice, $28 or more. You get a paperback copy with a map. Love maps. Mm-hmm. Uh, $34 or more. 34 Why isn't it like what? 35 Why Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, autograph paperback. Uh, blah, blah, blah. There's different things you get for different increments. If you spend $500 or more... You get a lunch with Tifa. She will buy you lunch. Oh. Uh, you have to pay your own transportation costs. Um, and a crystal necklace. And some other things. It's a <laughs> whole list of things you get. So. I'm writing a note to do something about this. I actually haven't uh, contributed yet. And I'm oh, going to do guys. it as soon as I get home. Because this list of things. I'm going to. I'm married. So I can't do the $500 thing. But. You're just going to have lunch. She's married. All right, yeah, that's another lunch. show. <laughs> that's another show. Um, but support a local author. Yes. And yes, all, exactly. an all-around right. good deed doer. And when does this end, by she the way? She is a good deed doer. What's uh, the 13 date? days from now. That would uh, what be is the date? The 13 days from now? The 28th. Is that the, the 28th. Date? There is that the date this is going to air? Okay. No, no we're, we're right. as so soon as possible. Yes, <laughs> probably, yeah, yeah we've. Yeah, yeah, so come on. Let's come make on. a hard commitment to when this is going to go up on the podcast. Sunday. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Probably when not. I was a teenager, <laughs> if this book would have been around when I was a teenager, I absolutely would have grabbed it. I oh, mean, okay. this looks so cool. I swear. It does. And, come on, ladies. This thing is just, I That's can't right. wait. And everyone, and mm-hmm. sensitive guys, or guys who should be more sensitive. Come on. <laughs> come We're on. sensitive, right? Okay, and then, and then, um, mm-hmm. Just a couple of little little uh, Kickstarter uh, board games yeah. that I just looked up last week and have studied. No, I just looked up like 10 minutes ago. Um, but, uh, okay, Age of Steam. I'm talking to this one. Okay, Should we'll, I, we'll this talk one? to a mic. Okay. Talk to a mic. All right. Okay. Uh, Age of Steam. Everyone knows the second uh, deluxe edition, but I don't. I never played Age of Steam. It looks really fun. I wish I had played it so I could talk about mm-hmm. it more. But is it about trains or what? It is about trains, and this is the deluxe edition, and... So it's deluxe. It's the same thing you loved, but deluxe. Comes with, <laughs> comes with cheese, Gromit. Uh, Mothership's one. Okay. There was one that I... Oh, here it is. Quirky quirky circuits. Oh, it's kind of hard to say. cute. It is, yeah. It is really cute. And I'm not sure if all these cute little creatures are in it, but uh, it's you have these little plastic uh, tokens, little animals, and they're really cute. And it's a uh, uh, from Plaid Hat Games, and it's you're trying to get your robot buddy to finish a task, and you mm-hmm. play these cards in order to make that happen. But, of course, everyone's trying to do the same thing, and you don't know what they have in their hands, and so it's it's... And if you could see the graphics here, it's just it's just Very cute. cute. Um, and then, geez, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but like you know how so many Monopoly versions are there. there's oh, yeah. like there's like it on the cover of Monopoly, like Monopoly's it, Monopoly. re re. Ugh. I don't think I can do that. What happens when you get to free parking? Ah, I don't want to <laughs> do. When you go to jail? Oh, scary, scary. They all park down here. And then another one that looks kind of fun. If you ever played Ticket to Ride, which. Again, I haven't, but I've heard good things about it, and I want to play it. Uh, Aftershock is, uh, um, oh, yes. Is that 1989? Um, yes. They're <laughs> San Francisco. Like, I don't know. This looks really, this looks so good it's... that I don't want to play it because I have fear of earthquakes because oh. that's just scary. I saw Superman. That shit scared me, man. Lois He's... and everything. Ah! Right, yeah. Did I cuss? Okay. <laughs> you did. Anyway. You did. He's the hit set. Yeah. <laughs> is that still considered swear words? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Anyway, Aftershock. San Francisco and Venice. And, like, bad things happen. You're trying to build your buildings and earthquakes happen. And it's not as dramatic as in Superman when Lois almost got killed. But still. Superman. Yeah. Oh, poor Lois. Always in trouble. Yeah. Um, And so that looked cool. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, 
That's about it, I guess. Cool. That's okay. about all I got. Cool. Amor on Tabletop Game News. Monty Cook Games wow. is uh, yeah. releasing Arcana of the Ancients. That is also on Kickstarter starting March 12th to April 12th. It is 5e compatible, so check that out. Tavern Encounters, the Heroes Feast RPG supplement on, up on Kickstarter as well. Another 5e uh, compatible Ooh, type papers. game. Um, oh, you wanted me to check that out. Capers. That. Okay, Capers yeah. Noir. Capers are delicious. Uh, RPG. That's up on uh, Kickstarter. It's not D&D, but that doesn't matter because we like all types of RPGs. That looks fun. Also, and just uh, because I am very familiar with it, is Clank. Clank. Legacy Acquisitions Incorporated Upper Management Pack coming soon to you, and that is from Acquisitions Incorporated. Uh, and that Clank is Clank. Remember Clank from HR Puff and Stuff? Uh, Do you remember that? Uh, HR Puff and Stuff. Also, we got Forge World taking pre-orders for Cador Bomb Delivery Rats. If you're into Necromunda, which I was, a fun game from Games Workshop. You're into Necromunda? Wow, dude. No, no. The things you learn about your co-hosts. It's Necromunda. She slides her chair away. Anyway, (laughs) check that out. Sounds awesome. Forge World taking pre-orders now. What do you want to do next? Interview, game review? Um, Let's check out Lynn Hardy. Okay. Shall we do that? Check out Lynn Hardy? Yes. disrespectful, man. Well, listen in to the interview. Yes. Okay. All right. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. Hey, geeks. It is Blue Samurai here with... I'm still Paul. And we have a very special guest with us, uh, someone who has been on this podcast before. Lynn Hardy, how's it going, Lynn? Very well, thank you. Wonderful to be back again, as always, and with my two favorite podcasters. <laughs> oh, I thank it's you. Wonderful to have you. <laughs> we keep on wondering. It's like, oh, man, is she finally gonna not, you know, like file a restraining order or <laughs> all this way just to talk to us <laughs> again? Avoid uh, th- this continent uh, <laughs> because of us. So uh, you're still with Chaosium, is that correct? I am. Yes. And what else has been going on with you? Oh, gosh, it's been an incredibly busy year since the last time I spoke to you. Mm-hmm. Because obviously we now actually have Masks of Nihilathotep out mm-hmm. in print for all your adventuring and um, table-supporting needs because it's a chunky box set. You get an awful lot of stuff in there. Um, so that's out, which was wonderful to finally see it released into the wild. Um, and obviously there's been the Call of Cthulhu starter set. Yep to mm-hmm. get new players in, encourage new keepers, okay. teach them how to do the job, basically. Um, because obviously that's that's one of the big steps, and it's quite an intimidating step, is is making that decision to run something for other people. It, it's, uh, I, I'm interested in it, but I am mm-hmm. totally ignorant of the whole thing. But if there's a starter set, that's, that's, that's interesting to me. Yeah. Because it is right. intimidating. Yeah, it is. I mean, and one of the things that Mike has wanted to do for Call of Cthulhu for a long time is this starter set, and, and now was the time mm-hmm. to do it. So awesome. the, the idea is that there's everything in there bar a pencil that you need to run it. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts you off with a choose-your-own-adventure, because we're assuming that the person that buys the box is probably going to be the person that ends up being the keeper. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, okay. they've made that investment. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the choose-your-own-adventure is book one. And that introduces you to some of the, the simpler rules, gets you into the idea of of some of the background uh, of the system. Um, and then you get to the second book, which is the basic rules, giving you hints and tips, creating characters, setting up stories. And then the third book is a series of stepped scenarios. So you have Paper Chase, which is a lovely little one-on-one, okay. mm-hmm. which is probably not quite what people are going to be expecting from a Cthulhu uh-huh. scenario, but it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love Paper Chase a bit. Then we have Edge of Darkness, which is a keeper and maybe two, three players. Okay. So a little bit more complex, a little bit more involved, mm-hmm. a little bit less keeper advice for running it, mm-hmm. because Paper Chase has got a lot of advice Edge of Darkness, not so much advice. Okay. And then by the time you get up to the third one, which is uh, Dead Man's Stomp, 
Um, you've got a lot less keeper advice and it's mm-hmm. for four to six players because we're kind of assuming by that point you're getting the hang of okay. things and you don't need us to hold your hand in quite the same way. And of course you've got all the character sheets in the box as well. There's dice. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, We were really going for the, the, the nostalgic feel for people uh, who remember these things yeah. right. but also to make it really functional for people who are new to this to give them the support right. so that they feel that bit more confident in actually taking the plunge. Do you feel that because... Uh, uh, with Call of Cthulhu, it's kind of a different type of RPG from other RPGs. And if you look at the Venn diagram of of of, of RPGs, I, I would say you get you get maybe the kind of the D and D Pathfinder circle, and then you got the the Call of Cthulhu circle, and they mm-hmm. overlap only a little bit. What don't you think it'd be something where you could draw more of those people in? I think those people who play D and D and Pathfinder would be interested in playing that. Don't you think? I think so. And if you do like mm-hmm. your hitty, fighty, shooty bits, mm-hmm. obviously we've got Pulp Cthulhu, which I okay. love to bits. It's wonderful. Um, so Mike moved the setting on to the 1930s. Mm-hmm. It is two-fisted mythos action. Mm-hmm. You're still going to die horribly at some point. It'll just take <laughs> you slightly longer to do it, right? Because right. you can go up and punch a few of them in the face before mm-hmm. they eat your face off. Uh, for your, you know, your audacity. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you can do high action with Call of Cthulhu if you really want to, mm-hmm. and then you have your classic, which is the more investigative side. Right. And obviously, we've got the Down Darker Trail setting as well, which mm-hmm. is Wild West Cthulhu. Again, a little bit more action oriented, but still that sort of mystery thing in. So, the one thing um, that I love about this hobby is. Yes, you do have these big sort of tribes, if you like, mm-hmm. but there is something out there for everyone. Right, yeah, right. Finding it is the slightly yeah. trickier thing, yeah. right. which is where conventions like this come in. Well, I think people that like role-playing in general, if you're playing D&D, should like Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of that aspect in there. And yeah, and sometimes it's nice just to have a bit of a change of pace to yeah. refresh your batteries with uh, your main system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, so... Can you tell us what you're working on? Is there any future projects? Sometimes you're a little apprehensive of telling us that maybe perhaps you can tell us this time. Or oh, there's, there's some I would still have to shoot you if I told you. So, <laughs> so there's, we'll not mention those. Okay. Um, but uh, I've just finished off Children of Fear, which okay. is the big campaign that I was writing. So that's done mm-hmm. after three and a bit years. Wow. Uh, well, that was one of those ones where you know, if something more important came up or something mm-hmm. higher okay. profile came up, it kind of got put to one side. But that's done now. That's sitting there waiting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm doing the, oh, did I put that in? Did I? No, no, leave it alone now. Woman. Mm-hmm. You've done. Um, so that's done. Um, obviously, Terror Australis is just about to come out in print, which is the Australia source book, which is hilarious. Mm-hmm. There's an entire section on swearing in it, which, which made me laugh a lot. Because, you know, Australians are, na- are renowned for their colourful use of language. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> At the moment, what we're doing, uh, well, we're busy uh, updating um, Cthulhu by Gaslight, which is the 1890s Victorian setting. Um, So I've just written the chapter on exploration and adventure for that. And when I get back, I have another chapter to update. And we've got various Mm -hmm. writers working on that to bring it bring it to seventh. And again, sort of like improve the um, support for new keepers and Mm -hmm. new players in there, um, where bringing some more classics up to speed, up to 7th edition. We're developing some new bits and bobs, uh, which I can't really mention. Um, Sorry. Uh, But at some point, (laughs) fingers crossed... Well, we're hoping um, we're going to take you to the bar tonight, and then you can just (laughs) tell us... Yeah, that side is really good. So if you climb in several (laughs) points of that, you might be able to... Just keep my cell phone (laughs) underneath a napkin. Okay. You're a bad man. I am. Thank you. (laughs) Um, but one thing that I am hoping to mm-hmm. get started this year is um, the Elizabethan Call of Cthulhu okay. source book. So I've been doing some bits and bobs of reading for that. Um, mm-hmm. That would be more me leading it rather than necessarily writing it. Um, but yeah, I'm. somebody asked at a panel at Gen Con a couple of years ago, which settings for Cthulhu do you think haven't been exploited enough? Mm-hmm. And I made the mistake of saying that. Uh, the Elizabethan one was one that I thought could, you know, do with a little bit more. Uh, and it's a know, nice genre, <laughs> I think. Yeah. I, I, I opened you know, my mouth and yeah. inserted both feet, mm-hmm. basically, because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, when are you doing that? <laughs> right. <laughs> so you've been doing this, and in, in, obviously in the Chaosium uh, um, company, is there anything you're doing on your own? Um, 
I, I, they, they keep me busy. Green Ronin keep me very busy with <laughs> right. editing for Blue Rose, which okay. I love. Um, mm-hmm. that, that's always lovely. Um, I mean, Steve is a wonderful line editor to work with. Mm-hmm. Joe is a wonderful line editor to work with. So that's always nice, just for a bit of a change of pace in terms of tone and setting, mm-hmm. um, going from that sort of like creepy horror thing to the, the, the high high fantasy thing is, is sort of right. like high romantic fantasy is lovely. Um, yeah, between them, they kind of keep me really busy so that, mm-hmm. you know, I get to, I'm, I'm let out to do cogs and cakes for um, steampunks in space once a year, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at some point, if I end up unemployed again, mm-hmm. I then maybe more cogs and cake stuff. But you know, it's it's still something I like to get out there and run mm-hmm. as a bit of a, a change of pace again. Okay. Um, and all oh, there's what else have been doing? I've been trying to do a little bit more LARPing this year because I kind of when I started gaming, I was very much tabletop. Mm-hmm. Then I went through a period where pretty much all I did was LARPing, and then I went back to tabletop again. Um, and I did one earlier this year, well, sorry, last year now, oh, yeah, because it's 2019, mm-hmm. um, which was called Wing and a Prayer. Uh, and that was amazing. And it was very important because it focused on the role of women in World War II. Okay. In the, in the oh, WAF, okay. In the Women's Auxiliary Air Force. So um, one, of the, one of the refs, um, he's a naval architect, and his job is basically creating naval war game simulations for the Royal Navy. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, he has his official uniform and his honorary rank and he Mm -hmm. creates these things. So uh, him and another guy and a few other uh, people who are quite well known in the British role playing, live role playing uh, society, um, they put together this amazing freeform, actually Mm -hmm. took place in the last World War One aerodrome that's still in operation in England, possibly in Europe, I can't remember um, exactly. Um, And they rigged a barn as the plotting room. So you, whenever you see these World mm-hmm. War II RAF movies, there's always the women with the little sticks. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, planes right, around. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we were doing that, basically. Awesome. Um, cool. okay. Thorsten had simulated 24 hours of raids based mm-hmm. on actual historical information of, you know, raids coming in over Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, That's uh, pretty the, cool, the, yeah. it, There was um, 20 or 30 women, mm-hmm. about a dozen guys who were playing the RAF flights and the various mm-hmm. different bombers and fighters. And so I was, um, I was a filter plotter. Uh, so mm-hmm. we actually had an oscilloscope set up that was working as a chain home radio station. <laughs> oh, and they were, geez, getting the, wow. they were getting the spikes uh-huh. and they were relaying that information that was being converted into coordinates fed to us so we could plot the, the, the paths of the airplanes, wow. getting fed to the ops room so they could scramble the planes. We broke two bells because we were very enthusiastic with the scrambling, basically. <laughs> and, that was, and it was very evocative and mm-hmm. very immersive mm-hmm. and it only took place over one day because it was you know very oh, it, intense it, it, yeah. but so superb and and mm-hmm. it was it showed the sort of power of what live role playing can do mm-hmm. in terms of education and immersion mm-hmm. but also in terms of team building because mm-hmm. we literally started on the Saturday morning we'd had a bit of a, uh, mm-hmm. a training session on the Friday afternoon where we were all just sort of standing there looking at each other going did you get any of that? Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. Um, so we started off as total novices on the Saturday morning, mm-hmm. got thrown in completely. And by the end of Saturday, when we had all three ops teams in at the same time, because there was mm-hmm. just so much coming in, mm-hmm. as they were sort of like simulating the 100-plus bomber raid onto London for the start of the Blitz, mm-hmm. um, you know, the sort of like 30 women working together as mm-hmm. this well-oiled machine and then able to teach the guys who'd been simulating they'd been doing little mm-hmm. simulated dog fights in a room mm-hmm. next door as we were feeding them information um, and then just like watching them come in and seeing what we were doing because they mm-hmm. had no clue yeah. and watching their jaws hit mm-hmm. the floor <laughs> when they when they saw um, that was an absolutely fantastic experience mm-hmm. wow yeah. you know it, it's great because it gives you a historical yeah. perspective and uh and maybe you get to know what your, you know, your grandparents had to go through. Well, uh, one of the things I wanted to do it mm-hmm. for was because my great aunt's best friend, my auntie Doreen, mm-hmm. she had been a plotter during World War Two, wow. um, and and my aunt had actually worked as a teletype operator at one of the station wires, getting mm-hmm. the radar information, feeding it down to the plotters and things. So yeah, there was that personal family connection, which is why I wanted to get involved in it. But it is something that they were thinking of maybe rolling out as an educational tool, because. Mm-hmm that side of things isn't particularly well known and how hard the women worked to, to 
so that the fly boys could look good and could do uh, what they they did. Right, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, but the best they get is a, is a little blip of a thing in a movie yeah. of them at the table with right. the sticks. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it right. took years for them to get recognition and medals and things. And of course, mm-hmm. you've got the, the whole um, the Air Transport Authority, which was the women pilots. A lot mm-hmm. of them were women pilots, just getting in and flying everything. Yeah, with yeah. virtually no training, no safety net, no navigational things, and they could fly anything anywhere to get those planes delivered from the factory to the airfields. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's cool. pretty cool. That's where, uh, you know, learning history and, and role play and all that just kind of oh, yeah. come together. Yeah. You know what I, I love doing, uh, too, when, when I talk to game designers and writers like yourself is learning how the sausage is made in some of these campaigns. <laughs> and so, you know, you're, you're, you're writing, you're not the only one writing a particular campaign. Is there other people involved with this? And, and how does that work? And is there any... Is there sometimes conflict that happens, or and how does that work? It can be. Um, I'm an idiot in the fact that I keep insisting on writing these gigantic things on my own. Um, so you know, I have, I do mm-hmm. keep telling people if I start making noises that I'm going to do it again, mm-hmm. sit me down, give me a cup of tea, and tell me not to be stupid, uh-huh. because children of fear was me, yeah. um, and that is a ridiculous thing to do on your own because uh, it's a lot of work, and you, you mm-hmm. do get a bit stale because you're not bouncing ideas off people. Right. Obviously, if you're working with a team. It helps if everybody knows what it is they're supposed to be doing, so there's mm-hmm. no accidental overlap and, and sort of like crossover mm-hmm. with people duplicating what they're doing. Masks of Nihilathotep, there was the four of us. So there was myself, Mike Mason, Scott Dorwood, and Paul Fricker. Mm-hmm. So we were assigned our particular chapters. We developed those, we updated them. Mm-hmm. Then, because we were experts in those chapters we then went and looked at the other chapters to see where our chapters cropped up right to to strengthen those links um and it meant because we were using sort of google docs and working online we could pop in see what everybody else was doing and tailor things together Mm -hmm. so that was a very collaborative process and if you get people who who can work together like that it's a joyous thing it really Mm -hmm. is uh, and it does make life a lot easier because you do have people you can go to and say, mm-hmm. I was thinking of doing this. Is this going to tie in with what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Or I, I kind of need you to do this. Would you mm-hmm. be able to fit that in? So it's a very organic process as it works. And grows so together. on that particular campaign, just to dive in a little further. So how does that work where Chaosium goes, hey, Lynn, we're gonna, we want you to do this. I, I assume they say we want you to do another campaign. Uh, do they come up with the theme, then you work on it? Or is it something to go, okay, I'll start this campaign, these are my people? Is that how that usually works? Um, with masks, Mike basically came to us and went, I want you three to help me do this. Do this, and okay. And sometimes that will be the way that it works. If you have a particular idea, if you're leading a particular project, mm-hmm. and you have authors in mind that you want to work with, then you will approach them and say, are you interested? This is kind of like the framework, these are the things I'd like you to work on. That's right. certainly what we did with the Actum books was I developed the framework and then sort of like right. divided them up and gave them to people. Um, and then is an often, out, does an outline comes out first? All of you got to get together and this is our outline and then you've worked out the chapters? There's, there's always a, if it's a brand new thing, it starts with the pitch. Okay. So that you know what the general idea is or where this thing's going to be going. Uh, obviously with Masks, which was an update, you're working to a framework that's already established we, we did kind of do the, okay, what chapters do people want to work on? So I grabbed Africa and, uh, sorry, I grabbed Egypt and China because I'd done a lot of research mm-hmm. in those two areas for other things. So it wasn't going to take me a lot of time to get up to speed to be able to, you know, get on with that. How much of it is research and how much of it is writing? Cause oh, an awful lot of it's research for me because yeah. I'm terrible. <laughs> I mean, I you're talking about you want to do an Elizabethan-themed uh, uh, Cthulhu. That means you're going to have to unless you're an expert of that particular era of history, you're really going to have to dive into it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got a huge number of books at home Mm -hmm. um, that are lined up that I'm busy working through because even though I'm probably not going to be writing that much of that to put together the pitch and the framework, Mm -hmm. I need to know what's there so that I can include the key interesting stuff to get other people to go look into and write for me. And you have four different people doing different chapters. Are they all writing at the same time? Um, again, that's going to depend on the project that you're looking at. For, for mm-hmm. masks, yes, we were all working at the same time. Uh, other people, it may well, on other projects, it may well be that you'll get a couple of chapters mm-hmm. in because that's when their window of availability is, and then another couple of bits might come later, and then you know it'll be the editor's job to stitch mm-hmm. them all together. Um, 
Each project is very different in that respect. I mean, I've mm -hmm. spent a lot of time sort of working individually or stitching bits together from other writers. Right. Um, so Masks was a really nice experience for me because it was the first time I'd worked in a very collaborative sense right. like that. I was more used to sort of like handing stuff to people and going, mm -hmm. here you go, come back to me in a couple of months with a thing that I will then stitch into a hole. Do you have a situation where, okay, you, you're, you're coming together with these chapters and then then you're starting to, I guess, do the, almost the final edits or you're starting to go to the edits and go, whoa, wait, wait, there's a continuity issue here. We have to rewrite this. Yeah, that's, that was usually my job. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, got it. Okay. Yeah, okay, that doesn't quite work. Let's right. just tweak it. And, and you were the, and were you the, man, the, pro, the project manager for that particular campaign on, on that one? On Actung, um, mm -hmm. on the Actung line for the Kickstarter stuff, mm -hmm. yeah, that was me. I was the line developer, so mm -hmm. I, I, it was my job to make sure that everything stitched right. together. Um, obviously, on Call of Cthulhu now at Chaosium, ultimately that's Mike's job. Um, but it depends on how the you know who's got what projects. Um, mm -hmm. So again, we've we've had a few campaigns and things come in that Mike's let me run with, as the sort of the the editor and developer on those. So it's it's very much me been going through looking for inconsistencies because mm -hmm. I'm I'm a bit of a pedant when it comes to things like mm -hmm. that. And because of my training and sort mm -hmm. of like reading DNA sequences off X-ray films, you you can get quite good at <laughs> spotting little things right. that aren't yeah. quite right. So you know, um, just making sure that there's the, the through line makes sense mm -hmm. and there's no glaring holes, there's no leaps in logic and things, and just plugging them. And sometimes I have to plug them myself because there isn't time to go back to the original author. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you will go to the original author, hey, could you just do this for me mm -hmm. um, to, to sort of like take care of this? But again, it's very much on a book by book basis and people's availability. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny you just mentioned it, the DNA sequencing and all that. That's if you just to the listeners out there, uh, you can go back to a previous podcast where we we kind of go into your life history, where Paul and I were talking to you. Yeah. Uh, and Paul, you went through one of our uh, sessions. Didn't I did. You? I did um, Cogs, Kicks, Swords, Dicks. It was super fun. I want to do it again. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a different kind. Of, so that was like the second uh, role playing game I played. I played what, what two months worth of D and D and then jumped into that. That was the steampunk one um, with the Space Needle, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. It was brilliant, yes. <laughs> I had, so I had a lot of fun with that, that one. It was very fun, yeah. And then you were running, were you running the game uh, yesterday in this, in this room? No, 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 I was acting as a guest appearance. Okay. Um, uh, because there's um, an ongoing, um, an annual Blue Rose game happens here, and last year, uh, I was invited to take part because a couple of people couldn't make it and they needed bodies. Mm, okay. um, so I came along and had a wonderful time and apparently I must have been sufficiently entertaining that they asked <laughs> me back again last night. Um, I only got to make a brief cameo appearance because I had to go off and do a panel. Okay. Um, but that was a huge amount of fun. Awesome. Oh, good, good. Yeah, because you, you got to have fun. You can't oh, yeah. do it. You can't do, write all the all this, all these games and not participate in some other games out yeah. there, right? Yeah, it, it, it is nice to get out and play. Although I have kind mm -hmm. of shot myself in the foot a bit this year because quite often when we're doing playtesting for mm -hmm. Chaosium, it's a Wednesday night and we do it over Skype. But mm -hmm. I'm currently learning hieroglyphics, which is also on a Wednesday night. So I, I kind of you're I, learning I, hieroglyphics. I am learning hieroglyphics. Holy yes. cow, man! You got the you got an advanced degree. Now you want to learn hieroglyphics, and, and then you're 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 like a renaissance woman. You're amazing. I can I can read spells. I can read some of the spells on tombs now because mm -hmm. one of our tutors has specifically taught us how to translate some of the spells on tombs for offerings and things. Mm -hmm. He's he was quite intrigued by the fact that I write games set in the 1920s and some of them happen to just mm -hmm. be in Egypt and things. Um, so I think from various hints he dropped, he may be teaching me how to write curses next term. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, when you're not writing and not doing all the uh, designing games and learning hieroglyphics, uh, <laughs> so what, is there any particular games or campaigns you're doing right now just on, on fun? No. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. It, not so, at the moment. No, not at the moment. All right. And uh, if people want to see you uh, in other cons, what, what do you got going on for the rest of 2019? Oh, gosh. It's going to be a busy one. Um, I'm pretty certain I'm going to Carcosa Con, which okay. is a new Cthulhu one in a Polish castle. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's actually the same Polish castle that my lovely husband Richard goes to for his wizarding LARPy things. Okay. Uh, called Choha. 
which is the most amazing fairy tale looking castle. Wow. So it's going to be there. So perfect setting. It's got a dungeon, it's got a tower, it's got all sorts of things. So that should be really cool. Um, then there's Mini Kraken in um, the Schloss at Neuhausen. In oh, this Germany, is Germany, yeah. Which is wonderful. That is a fantastic yeah. little convention. They did the first mini one last year, which was great. Um, and then possibly Games Expo, don't know about that one yet. Mm-hmm. Um, then, provided we're actually allowed out of England again after April, um, <laughs> there'll be Big Kraken in October, Steampunks in Space at the end of November, and probably Dragon Meat again at the end of the year. Gen Con, you're going to make a Gen Con appearance at all? Probably not, no, mm-hmm. because you just reminded me of the other one that I'm going to, which is Necronomicon in August, which okay. is the, the, the biennial um, Lovecraft one in Providence, Rhode Island. And I went there mm-hmm. the first time a couple of years ago, and that was fabulous. And of course, you will be going in 2020 to Orcon, right? If I'm allowed back, yes. <laughs> well, I hope so. Well, I'm one of the board members, so I vote yes. I vote yes as well. All right, there we go. We need one more vote, and then you're in. <laughs> You know I love coming. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and how do people get a hold of you? Have you got a Twitter or a Facebook page or something we can I check do. you out? So I am at Cogs and Cakes mm-hmm. on Twitter. I was a very good girl last year. Uh, I actually wrote a blog every month. So if you go looking for Cogs, Cakes and Sword Sticks, I think it's Blogspot, um, you will see my ramblings and witterings on about the various things that I've been getting mm-hmm. up to and, and the projects that I can and can't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm going to try and be good this year too. I'm going to try and keep that up because that was a really good sort of discipline to get mm-hmm. into to make sure I was updating that on a monthly basis. Yeah. And of course, we can check out Chaosium. I think Chaosium has its own Twitter and Facebook page they as do. well. Yes, they do. They're very active on social media. So they've got mm-hmm. their own Twitter, their own Facebook there's their own blog if you go to the Chaosium website that has lots of information. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're interested in running stuff, there's the Cult of Chaos mm-hmm. um, for Cthulhu where you know you can join up and you get the organized play material, free scenarios. Mm-hmm. They're the people we tend to go to um, to ask them to run things at conventions. They're sure. running a lot of stuff here this weekend too. Uh, you know, so they're a good bunch. Okay. Well, it's an opportunity if you want to dedicate yourself. Sorry. Jeez. So anyway, hey, thanks. Thanks a lot for coming on the show. We're we're always pleased that when you come by. Thank you very much for having me. It's always lovely to come talk to you too. Thank you. All right. Well, take care. See you next year. Hopefully. All right. It's so great talking to Lynn Hardy. She's one of my favorite people. I said that earlier. She, I love her. We're going to get to interview her again. I never met yes. her. You know but how I know I this? Her too. Because she, she's nice. She is oh. super nice, and yeah. she always comes to OrcaCon. Mm-hmm. Cool. And she's a hearty gal. Love hearing about the things she's working on <laughs> at um, Chaosium. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's wonderful. Um, it's, it's really killing me. Have you guys seen Captain Marvel yet? Oh, yes, I have. Steve? No. You don't like comic books, that's right. I, I love forgot. comic books. Oh, I, you're a hater. No. Right. Right. no, I'm going to see it this weekend. I'm a, no. <laughs> Let me tell you the final no. thing after the credits of what happens. No. Can I just say one thing? There's a kitty. Yes. Well, that but I knew He knows about. there's a kitty. I know there's, there's a kitty. There's a kitty. a kitty in the comic book. Yes. Uh, Who's an alien. Kitty. Yes. Now you said spoiler wow, alert. Wow, way to do wow. that. In the comic Jeez. book? I didn't. The comic book. I don't know what it is what if, in the movie. I haven't read the comic book. You just spoiled it. <laughs> You're for never going to read the comic book. How do you know that? I know that, but you, don't you haven't done it yet. Well, I can't remember. That's it. right. I didn't read about the platypus. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did not. The one with the zoology <laughs> degree. Well, it's fantastic. Um, it was I good. highly suggest it to yeah. anyone who wants to bring their family, especially if you have young girls. Quite fun. Yes. I love all this women. Power awesome. superhero, right. awesome, awesome Tifa's book, Captain Marvel. I love that they didn't call her Captain Marvelette. That would have killed me. Yeah. I just I love it. I absolutely love it. Where was this stuff when I was growing up? All it we was had was Anne of Green it, Gables it was, and Laura was, Ingalls. It was there. You just and Laura was tough, just but still. Enough. Mm-hmm. That's right. I wasn't. You didn't embrace. <laughs> you didn't embrace your nerd till much later in life. Just yeah. like Paul. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. So I embrace Steve whenever I can. That's right. He's my, he's my nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, speaking TMI, of nerds TMI. and a, and a nerd review of a tabletop game, you want to check out uh, Geek's tabletop game review and um, yeah, Doug, see what Doug Ann Enchilada Shuffle. No, not Enchilada Shuffle. What is it again? Echidna. Echidna Shuffle. 
which, by the way, if you have a game you would like us to review, you can email us at geeksofcascadia at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook, Geeks of Cascadia, or there's something. Twitter at us. Yes. At Geeks of Cascadia. You can take a picture of yourself. And still, Paul, will respond to all of these. Mm -hmm. Tag at Geeks of Cascadia on Instagram. That's right. And you you can check us out and give us a review on. Uh, they don't call it yeah. iTunes anymore, right? Apple, it's Apple, Apple Podcasts. Play. Apple Podcasts, Apple Stitcher, Podcasts. Google Play, SoundCloud. We're on everything, which yeah. is kind of amazing. Yes. Actually, I'm pretty amazed that we're on everything. <laughs> we're pretty much everywhere. Until right. people figure it out. Yes. So is it just uh, still Paul that handles the great influx of emails? Yes. Yes. Going through the fan mail. Right. Do you get, yeah. Time. Do you get bags of actual postage to yes, fan letters? Yes, I do. It's like, mm-hmm. so I'm like oh Santa Claus of podcasting. Wow. There you go. Someday I'll help you with that stuff. Okay, thank you. Well, but before we do that, why don't we check out this game review? Yes. <laughs> Let's do that right about now. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Sign up now at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. Hey geeks, welcome to another tabletop game review. As always, I'm Kelly and this is Doug, and today we have Akina Shuffle. Akina Shuffle. A kid, a- Kidna shuffle. A kid, there's a D in there. Yeah, it's they're weird. They're cute. And they, they are. They look like porcupines, but they're cute. Hedgehogs. Hedgehogs. Thank you. Hedge. They look like hedgehogs, but they're cute. Echidnas. You might recognize the word echidna from the Sonic the Hedgehogs games because Knuckles is the last echidna. I did not recognize it from. You did, you did not realize that yet. <laughs> no, yeah. I didn't. I, I don't think I've ever played Sonic <clears throat> the Hedgehog games. Weird. All right. So we, yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, so we haven't set it up yet for you guys because setup is actually a crucial part of this game. And this box is perfectly fit for everything as it comes in. So it's like actually really cool as you pull everything out. He's planned every little thing to fit absolutely perfectly so that you can pull it out without having to separate your blues from your greens or your meeples from anything else. And it's actually pretty cool. And by he, you mean. Chris Gould, the say, designer. I was gonna of, say Chris, and I couldn't yeah. quite remember. Chris is a uh, local uh, designer to the Seattle area. Do you want red or blue, Doug? I will be blue, like always. The ants. Yes, the ants. Um, so we got this game. It came out kind of around Dragonflight last year, so kind of around August. Um, and as Kelly said, enough. Um, yeah, it's. A Kid in a Shuffle, Chris Gould, Watzel Palga Games published it. I think he's a self-publisher. Uh, he's a local guy. Yeah, local and a guy. So that's pretty good, yeah. We've got a few of his games on the shelf. Jet Look set. at them, they're cute. They're very tactile and I think we had some kids just like pounding with them and do all sorts of things that kids do with them when you because we left them out at OrcaCon. And so you have the, the little kids who come along and like do things with them. At Dragonflight, that's right, it was Dragonflight, not OrcaCon. <clears throat> Sorry. And it's you can even hear it. They're pretty good. They're pretty nice. So these all get set up randomly out on the board. I'm gonna let you go ahead and do that. Or so just so you guys can see, there are arrows on the board, uh, and that's the directions the echidnas to go. They can't go backwards, and they can't leap over each other. They have to go forwards one at a time. And did I do it right? No, I didn't do it right. It's two-sided if you want to play a more complicated game. Oh yeah, the snow side is which I wanted to do so before complex. we started putting these things out here. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of echidnas. Yeah, so this game's uh, for two to six players, uh, about six and up. So it's very, very good for those younger kids because it's just moving things around, rolling a die, and moving things. It's uh, a gigantic game of leapfrog. But you can't leap things. I know. So why would you? Why would you compare it to leapfrog? I don't know. Have a dice. Um, thank you. Because that's important. And this game only takes about 10 to 20 minutes. Um, there's some variants in it that uh, it can be a little bit more complex if yeah. you're done with the basic game and you want to kind of step things up. Um, or even if you're just playing with an older crowd, uh, doing things, uh, we'll go through those in a minute. Uh, just leveling up the play just a little bit. Uh, not where you penalize people for touching other people's echidnas, uh, but... 
where you penalize people for making the game go on longer. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. which is actually kind of cool. So, so we're doing setup right now. Uh, I still dug stumps. I have Kelly stumps, and we're gonna place them uh, separate from their bug platform. The launch pads. Yeah, where they pick up their bugs that they're trying to deliver to their colored stumps. So what's gonna happen is the Akinas will come onto the launch pads, and on Doug's turn, if Akinas is on his launch pad or if he moves a Akina, Akidna, Akidna, onto his lunch pad, he can then have his bug ride around on the Akidna. And the goal is to get that Akidna to his stump. So once that Akidna moves forward and gets the bug, he is one third of the way closer to winning by getting his bug to his home stump. So when I place his stumps, I don't want to place them right next to him. Sometimes you can be rude and place them directly behind uh, or in a place where there's always the option to push them away. Uh, you always have your opponent place your stumps rather than you placing your own stumps because then they all just end up here. And you can share stumps uh, with leaves. So if you want to put your stumps in the same place as I put my stumps, we can absolutely do that. I'm not going to put that there. Uh, there. Um, do you place all of them? All of them. You did place all of them. I all did right, place cool. all of them. Um... Yeah, let's just go right there. Right there. And I'll be nice. I'll put one. Right there? Huh. Right there. Sure. Right. Cool. And then play begins. So on your turn, you're going to roll the dice. And the cool thing about this dice is it's actually two through seven. And on your turn, so Doug rolled a three. Next turn, he's going to get a six. And this balances out uh, for people who, like me, sorry, uh, who can't roll consistently. So you've got somebody who's always rolling sixes versus somebody who's always rolling threes. And it balances out to nine every time. So you're going to get nine moves in two turns. Just whether or not you're going to get it in fives and fours or if you're going to get it in twos and sixes. Seven. Sevens. So you got so three I'm, moves, Doug. I'm going to place my little blue chit right there. I'm going to move three, so one. Ha-ha! Yay! I've got a bug. Um, the ants are now riding on an echidna. Uh, three. Three. Okay, so then I'm going to roll. Now I get a five. There. So we're going to do... This guy's going to pop over there. Just throw it. <laughs> uh, one. And so you get to move that many leaves. Uh, not that many echidnas, but that many leaves. So you can move the same echidna more than once. So one, two, three, four, five. And then I'll get another guy out there. All right, my turn. This slides down, and I get six. Yep. So... And that's the very basis of the game. One, uh, some of two, them, three, once you get to four, home base, your bugs come five, off. Uh, if you're six, playing with uh, some people who are a little bit more cutthroat and you want the game to end quicker, uh, your bugs never deplete. You always have three bugs. Even though you only have one or two stumps out there, you can have all three of your bugs out there as one of the alternates that you can play. Uh, if I wanted to, not that Doug's in any position to start winning, but if his Akina was here, I could push it forward, uh, and then he would get an extra move because of it is one of the other alternates, uh, like I said, penalizing for keeping the game going longer by uh, winning, by stopping them from winning. I'm going to go four. Uh, four. Um, one, two, three, four. Alright, now I get to roll the die. Seven. Ooh. Fancy. Right? Means you get two next turn. Yeah. And then play just continues until somebody collects all of their stumps. One. It's gonna be so awkward. Two. Because <laughs> there's. Um, let me see if I can look up any four, other. Four. Five. See, when he produced it, he actually did it in seven. a lot of. That's not English. 
Yeah, the yeah, instructions in different languages. <laughs> I think he did that in all of his games. He did. He absolutely does it in all the games. And Chris is very good at trying to make his stuff very tactile for those younger kids. Um, like I said, he's a local favorite. He's a cool guy. I also have seven. Uh, so we're going to go one, two, three, four, five. Do, 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 do. Huh. Yeah, this is pretty much the game. <laughs> it's just we keep going back and forth. And it's it's something that you can... Six. No. <laughs> so that messes me up because I have to move all of these it gives him that an are in front it, of here. Yeah, it makes it two more moves for him. Uh, seven, which gets that guy out of my way. Yeah, and that's pretty much the game. Um, it can get very busy with six players. I think the max I've done is five. Oh yeah, just to put it out here, in case you didn't see, there are six player alternatives. And they're all different bugs. So we have butterflies, and oh, yeah. bumblebees, and grasshoppers. And you have ladybugs, I have ants. Beetles. Yeah, I think that's the six. Yeah, that's the six. Yeah. And it's, so I like the game because it's tactile for that younger age group. Uh, he recommends. What did he say? He says six, six and, and up. Carrie loves this game. Six. Yeah. Carrie is four. We talk about Carrie a lot. Sometime we'll introduce you to Carrie. Carrie is awesome. So yeah, we headed out at Dragonflight, and just all the kids decided that they were gonna come hang out with it, and it unintentionally became its own self babysitter. <laughs> but we also had a bunch. We had a group of college kids in, or they might have been like twenty, twenty-five, somewhere in there, and they got very like. How can I possibly stop this? In this, which case, that game went on for like two hours. Yeah, this is one of those games where if you play it with mixed ages and if you're playing with kids, the kids will most likely win. It's Yeah. It's very... That's pretty much what's going to happen. I always lose kids' games <laughs> when I play with kids. It's very strange. Okay. I mean, I even did that when I was teaching a few people in the store once. Yeah. Um. All the all the older kids were worrying about <laughs> messing up each other, and then the the one the he was just focusing on himself. Yeah, and that's all you have to do. Yeah, um, like I said, that's where those alternate rules come in, and you can start. Like I said, for if I were to move him, if we were over here on this guy, he would get the extra move for moving that, uh, putting your bugs back into the pool. So even though I've got a, I've collected a stump, being able to put my bug back out there and still having three bugs to try to get to one stump. Uh, just to minimize those people who are very cutthroat and very much like, how can I make him not win versus how can I win? And uh, you gotta mix that as well. So. Which is a test to Chris for just being awesome. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, you can follow us as Geek of Cascadia on Twitter or Facebook or wherever you want to go. You can follow him as Captain Napkin on Twitter. He's down there. Uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching and tuning in. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. I love that Echidna Shuffle game. I want to get that. Is that bad? Since I'm no, almost 50? No, is that no, bad? I think it's great. Yeah, it looks, uh, They're I think, so cute. And anyone can play it. It's really great. Pick up bugs and deliver them to their home stumps. Who doesn't like God. that? 10 to 20 minutes is how we like to play games. Right. I like it. Because we're old and then we fall asleep. Yes, exactly. It's I always pick up bugs and bring them to my home stump. But you know what game we like and we can play for hours? D and D, which is tonight is D and D night. Yes, and uh, yeah, we're um, we're, we must be pretty close to um, finishing the um, Waterdeep Dragonite. Well, Steve said we got about four to five more weeks left. Okay, well, he did he did finish the session last week by saying, "No, next week we'll see what I can do to get you guys back on track." Right, because we are not very smart. I feel like we missed a bunch of things that he was dropping for us, or at least one thing. There was a lot of clues that apparently we don't pay attention to because well, right, I think we overthink things I'm still the, the newbie and I look to you guys for guidance so what the hell were you, just why did you yeah just jump in though can I say hell I mean <laughs> I mean <laughs> it's, it is I mean anyone can kind of role play or whatever and, hmm. yeah, and get so you what the are clues. we looking for in our campaign are we well, still we looking can, for can, like we... a we're not looking. We we got money, right? We we're not no, looking we for. Have money. No, we're we poor. have ver- we're very uh, poor. <laughs> we have this artifact that is uh, tells the us things. Spoilers. Uh, this 
the yeah, spoilers. But you're going to get all of this galore. on our That's segment behind the DM screen. Yes. A couple many weeks from now, once we finish the game, that'll and we'll keep do a full on. review. So, yeah. yeah, I think we're spending too much time trying to defeat the cultists. Mm-hmm. It's so much more and fun to no, fight them. Not enough time trying to find the money. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we yeah. should concentrate is it's finding the money. It's probably just like in right. one of Which the many fireplaces people. or something. It's probably under someone's no, pillow it's or under someone's it's mattress. Blow. It's probably. You, you think of that? Well, you never know. We we, we certainly haven't asked. checked there because we're asked. not. We're just spinning around the city <laughs> like yes, tourists. Exactly. <laughs> Waterdeep's fun. So cool. All right. Well, with that, why don't we go? Uh, okay. Let's yeah. Let's do that and then uh, play some D and D. Let's do that. All Woo-hoo! right. Catch you later. Bye. And don't forget, embrace the nerd, and I hope you make that saving throw. Cascadia podcast featuring Steve Hobbs, Paul Anderson, and Joe Costa. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon.